0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Catributors podcast. We have a reoccurring guest this week. Excellent, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm excellent, and I am from Sweden, and uh, my streaming has been a little bit uh, non-existent lately because real-life events has taken priority. Uh, But I try to do streams and YouTube videos, about World of Warships so that's it
0: okay and before we get into World of Warships itself there are some actually real life ship news so the USS Sullivan has unfortunately started flooding and there is currently a recovery effort going on this is one of the ships at
2: the was it Battleship Row, Battleship Park whatever it's called
3: in, I think, is it Texas? USS uh, the Sullivans, it should be uh, um, mentioned, or, or uh, said, which is uh, named after uh, the the Sullivan brothers, the five Sullivan brothers who went down on the USS Juneau. So, yeah, you know, five brothers on one ship and uh, I think there was a change in policy after that, but yes, they then they named a Fletcher-class destroyer after that, and that's one of the Um, uh, preserved museum ships in the US and uh, it's got a
2: hole somewhere and it's now um, like sunk or partially sunk
3: and uh, I think they're at the stage of trying to figure out where the hole is because they don't actually really know
0: well I think they've started pumping water out now and there is I think a fundraiser people are interested
2: are we uh, safe oh, it's in to New so York, vulnerable. apparently, not Texas. Okay. Naval and
3: Military Park in Buffalo, New York. Okay. I knew it was somewhere in, well, <laughs> somewhere in America.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, so.
3: yeah. So, yeah, there's been been lots of photos of that circulating online from various places of it uh, starting to list and go low in the water. And then um, I think it was the rear deck was then basically partially submerged. So, I mean, it's not, like, th- th- there's clearly um, some kind of, uh, like, hole or leak or something that needs needs patching up. But given where it is, this isn't like it's sunk out in the deep ocean or anything like that. So it's just a matter yeah. of kind of pumping it out, patching it up and figuring out what the issue is. I, I don't think it's going to be anything like the, the issues with the Texas, where it was... Um, I mean a lot of a lot of uh, what what was with the the Texas was just sheer age. The Sullivan's is well it's pretty old but it's still it's it's not anywhere close to um like the Texas is going on for what a century at this point?
4: The uh, Sullivan's
3: is yeah. still about sixty years old or something, maybe even more than that, seventy, so. Um it's quite <laughs> Not a young ship, but uh, yeah, not not quite as venerable as the Texas.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest question is probably going to be the funding. Like, who's going to pay for fixing that? True, yes. I'm
3: assuming this is going to be um, it'll be like a a non-profit or a museum group or something like that that runs the place. So they, they may or may not have but I I don't know how these things work in the US because we have very few, or comparatively few, preserved ships in the UK. I mean, there's a national historical fleet, but a lot of those are in kind of private hands, and I don't think we have anything quite on the scale of what they have in in the US and even in some other countries.
1: Yeah, we we have uh, not that, that many museum ships in Sweden as well, but those we have are... As soon as they are classified as museum ships, it's government property. Right. It's government funded.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, there's uh, the only one I know for sure about is the the Belfast, which is, I think, as of two or three years ago, it's um, uh, it's, it's I think it's Imperial War Museums that now kind of run and have to to, to fund. Belfast, so there's a real or is the real mix. I don't think there's any kind of officially uh, Navy-supported ones outside of maybe Victory and Warrior and whatever else is down in um, um, uh, Port- is it Portsmouth? It would be Portsmouth, will not it? No, Chatham? I can't even remember where Victory is. I should know that. I mean, Victory is still, you know, a commissioned warship, so it's not even really uh I mean, it is a museum ship, really, but it's still technically, uh, you know, has
2: a Royal Navy kind of commander and all that jazz, kind of like the Constitution does for the US. Anyway, um, we also had the other news, I'm sure, a lot of people have seen in the warship sphere
3: of a much more modern warship sinking. The Moskva, one of three slava class cruisers i was actually watching a covert shores video about that just the other day explaining its role and all that and uh, uh they were they were meant as a kind of a a smaller alternative to the um oh what did, what were they called the, the 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 really big um missile battle cruisers that they uh that the soviet union produced but um uh, yeah there were still fairly big, expensive capable ships in so it 's in this weird schrodingers sinking position of um Russia is simultaneously uh, at the moment saying well it was there was an accidental fire and it sank under towing and you know ammunition cooked off, and it was all purely accidental and had nothing to do with ukraine and uh at the same time uh, you know there's there 's official semi-official outlets going wow you know this is this is a provocation by the ukrainians and an act of war uh so you know it's both simultaneously the fault of the ukrainians and an accident that had nothing to do with the ukrainians according to russian state media but um yeah as best anyone can tell it got hit by a ukrainian made anti-ship missile and uh, it's supposed to have systems that work against that, apparently. best we can tell is that from the information going around is that they used decoy drones possibly to fool the the radar or overwhelm the radar or something like that while this subsonic
2: missile hit it. So, yeah. It's uh, yet another big blow for the the Russian uh, armed forces anyway.
1: And to be honest, I I, I don't know what's worse. That the uh, ship was sunk by enemies, or that they have uh, incapable uh, crews that can't handle their ammunition and let it go uh, blow off. Mm. <laughs> it's it's bad. How 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 we look at it, it's beats bad. It's bad.
3: It's all yeah, indeed. I mean, it's all still very sketchy at the moment. But it would be the biggest surface ship sunk in a conflict since World War II I think I was reading I mean um...
1: yeah and and if if the Ukraine if Ukraine sank the ship it's the first time in history where a uh, battleship was sunk from uh, uh, shore crew it was never. A, 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 all ships have been sunk by the other ships. Mm. This is the first time mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, this was perfect.
3: a, a shorelink launched.
2: Yeah, it's, it's one of these ones that sits on the back of a truck or something along yeah. those lines. So, yeah.
1: And there, it's no coincidence that every other ship, Russian ship, moved out to the further out to the sea.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, that kind of belies the the. The official, uh, one of the official Russian lines, that it was purely accidental. In that, all the other Russian ships have moved much further away from the shore and moved out the yeah. air. I think it was by far the biggest warship they had in the Black Sea as well.
1: Yes, it was a so, flagship.
3: Um, it's it's going to potentially seriously hinder their ability to do any more naval operations or. I think, I mean, they've been doing things from what I understand, like um, um, and this is, I, I I wasn't aware this was the terminology, but demonstrations, and really, again, this is straight from Covert Shores, uh, which is, uh, it's got the HI certainly, has got a great YouTube channel and a great website that I recommend people check out. It's more focused on submarines than anything else, but it does look at other warships. And um, yeah, that they, they kind of uh, make as if they're going to do an amphibious landing. Of course, that then has to tie up a bunch of, of Ukrainian forces and defenders because, you know, you have to act as though it's it's a, a real thing that might happen because, you know, it might be a real thing that, that they might actually be doing. And so you have to uh, sort of take it seriously.
2: But, um, yeah, Slava was uh, Slava, Moscow was heavily involved with um, with that. So yeah, that that's been um yet another uh,
3: serious blow for um even just I guess like contemporary Russian uh military prestige and morale. It feels weird to be talking about current events in our Water Warships <laughs> podcast, but this is I think this is this is a thing that's happened that that a lot of people that play warships will have been aware of. I mean, it's been quite oh, yes. heavily in the news anyway. Oh yeah,
4: but,
3: yeah. You don't you don't often get to talk about contemporary warship related events, and it's usually things like um, accidents with uh, collisions or fires or or such like. So uh, yeah, I think there is a twist of irony in that. I'm pretty sure all three slava class. Cruisers were built in Ukraine. Oh,
1: yeah, in, I didn't in, know that.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: Moscow Ukrainian was built by Ukraine, <laughs> so of yeah. course they knew how to attack it.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and like a lot of these 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 large Russian cruisers, I mean, they've got the the quite distinctive kind of rows of big missile launchers. So it, it even removes that the possible threat of of um, of Russia being able to use, use those to conduct any kind of shore bombardment, sort of uh, much further down the coastline than their artillery would be able to reach. I mean, you know, the the Russian air force still exists, even if that's also been, you know, as a separate topic. That also seems to have been uh, not mysteriously absent, but not quite the the threat or the force that a lot of analysts thought it was going to be.
0: Not as effective as believed. Yeah. And again, I've,
3: I've watched some very interesting videos on that from people like uh, Military Aviation History. Another, another great channel on YouTube that people should go and check out. Uh, someone who people might also know as uh, Bismarck.
2: So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's been uh, an interesting week in that regard.
3: Uh, We also have, of course, had the patch in World of Warships. Yes. With a complete lack of dev blogs, so we're pretty much just going to be talking about the patch.
0: And and other news. I mean, World of Warships has posted a lot of news posts recently. That's true, yeah. There there are a bunch of news articles as well. Just
3: no no dev blogs that we know about. or Well, not that we know. (laughs) Unless they post a dev blog during the course
0: that we're live.
2: (laughs) Um, But Yeah. Wouldn't have been the
0: first time. Indeed. No. But, yeah, I mean, the first biggest news in the patch are obviously the super ships that are now live, and they even, well, I have a section here in the patch notes, but I have a uh, much bigger article about super ships separately. Where they go over, like, how to access it. I mean, basically, you need three tier 10 ships researched in order to be allowed to buy a super ship. And then you need that one branch of the ship that you want to unlock because super ships are basically just the tier 11 ships, right? So if you want over, you need the core first, but you need at least two other tier 10 ships unlocked. Notably, so
2: was- though, uh, if
3: you reset a line of research points, that doesn't include super ships. So you won't need to rebuy that, which yes. be very expensive. Yeah. Most of
0: them are very, very expensive.
1: Yeah, 57 million credits or something like that. It's quite hefty some.
0: Yeah, battleships are the most expensive ones with 57 million credits. And then carriers 48, cruisers 47.5, and destroyers 45. It's interesting that carriers are more like together with the the cruisers and destroyers in cost. You'd expect that a carrier isn't that much cheaper than a battleship. For some reason, it's just a battleship that are quite a bit more expensive than the others. Now, that also brings us to, to the economy. So basically, super ships have designed as a massive credit sink. So they are very expensive to buy and then they're going to be rather expensive to play because if you if you get the permanent camel for a super ship, it doesn't have the reduction in service cost and it also doesn't have a credit bonus so you can obviously mount a different cam on it, but I don't think there are any ones left that reduce service cost. There is the one flag, but it only gives minus ten percent, and you can stack regular credit flags on top of a super ship. But generally, I've I've played a few games yesterday, and if you get a bad battle, you can like lose two hundred thousand credits pretty easily.
3: Which um, it's not that difficult to cover with just playing another game in some other. <clears throat> but it's True. It, it's hardly hardly going to be making mountains of profit with them.
0: Yeah, but I had like uh, let's say a hundred fifty thousand damage game in the Hanover gave me about two thousand credits out of it, and a similar game in the Poison gave me like four hundred thousand credits. So there, there is, a, I mean, if you if you are good and you run a premium account, and well, even without some flex, you can probably run super ships at about cost right you don't necessarily lose money playing them but of course if you don't have a premium account or if you don't play that well then you're going to lose money but Mm. it's easily compensated by
2: playing other, I suppose
1: yeah and the the only super ships I have a little bit hesitant to that's a little bit on the OP side it's carriers and the Conde. It's the only ships that are a little bit uh, too strong, in my opinion. But
0: really, carriers too strong. Who would have mm-hmm. guessed, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it's it's uh, the the carriers could have used a bit more balancing, in my opinion. Um, not sure what they were thinking about the the eagle and so on. But you know, it's curious. Wargaming doesn't put a lot of thought into that. When it's when balancing is concerned. I mean it's not like they have ever really nerfed the Nakimov. Maybe in another year or two or five.
2: Mm.
0: Then uh they also go over the fact that yeah, super ships are tier eleven ships, basically, so they'll be matched only with tier nines and tier tens. And they are countless research so you now need a designated captain for it. So if you want your super ship, you need a new captain or like you probably don't want to use that from your titan ship because you still want to play your titan ship. So it's not just a credit sync technically. It's also potentially a commander experience sync because people need new captains now. And well, people might pay some doubloons to retrain captains or so. So yeah, yeah you, can't,
3: you can't just easily drop in your the Yamamoto or your Lutians or
2: whoever.
0: It's also a big train. point joint. You right? can add
2: them to the ship and retrain them, but yeah,
0: yeah. You now have to to consider if you want your your really special captain like uh, Hunter, if you want them on the uh, Tier 10 or if you want them on on your super ship, because you. Probably not just spamming the super ship like you would be in the tier ten.
1: Personally, I feel these special captains is not worth going to the super ships yet. It's too hefty of cost to uh, retrain them. You're yeah, I have, have a
2: special
1: me. Sorry. Yeah. You uh, go ahead.
3: I was just saying, for most people, they'll probably be um, fairly high skill point captains by this point
2: anyway, so not particularly cheap to retrain. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I have just put different captains on. I I only got three super ships. I have more than enough credits, but I'm just not interested in most of them, personally. I've got myself so far, the, the Yamagiri, the Hanover, and the Annapolis. Not sure if I'm gonna get another one, but those are the ones that. Okay. And I'm interested in playing. I've played a couple of games today, and I mostly saw Condés for
3: some reason. Not sure why that was.
1: Probably because it's strong. Because its Condé is ridiculously strong. It's (laughs) it's a reason why they nerfed the Condés reload booster. Yeah. you only get, uh, previously you could get three extra salvos, now you only get two extra salvos. Oh, okay.
3: I, I, I played it not that long before the patch, really, for the first time, when it was only two salvos, and it's
2: like, okay, seems, mm. you know, but it was only like three games, so I didn't really get a proper feel for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the Condé has been nerfed a bit over there, but it it's like... When I first started testing, I think, super ships in ranked, it was like basically go go Condé if you want an easy easy rank in a sense, and a lot of the stigma has stayed to it. I'm not sure how strong the Condé is right now. Probably still a bit too strong. It has been nerfed since then, but there's a lot of content out there if you look where everybody calls the Condé overpowered, so it's, it's going to be a ship that a lot of people go for.
3: Yeah, if, once once um that reputation kind of sticks to a ship, it can be a while before it it fades, changes, which is I guess I mean we we've talked about this like long, long ago, but it's it's kinda of one of the reasons why wargaming got a lot more strict about uh allowing creators, uh the you know, C people to uh do preview content. Because it, it was creating sometimes impressions or expectations. Uh, but in this case, you know, the super ships have just been there for everyone to try out. So that wasn't really something wargaming could uh, could could keep control of with the, with the way that they did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, super people,
0: ships could, could
3: f- play it and get that impression for themselves.
0: Yeah. Part of me wants like super ships seemed for me really rushed. Also, that they have now basically like, especially the carriers have gone through very little uh, balancing. It feels like. But I mean, the the, like the first super ships that were around, like the Satsuma and so on, have been around for a bit longer. And a lot of the super ships are basically just take the tier ten, make it slightly better, call it tier eleven. I mean, super ship. So I guess it's not that wasn't hard sort of to design a balance. But it feels like when they they got stuck with the submarines, they needed new content, and the super ships were just rushed to fill the space. Like, back when they started an- announcing, like, the, the submarine testing that you know, coming to the live server and so on, I remember there was, like, probably a year ago, so there was DevBlock where they already showed off a Russian premium submarine with no starts yet, but they're like, hey, and this-, this is coming. So I think, like, they had a lot of submarine content prepared, but submarines just absolutely didn't work and still don't honestly. So they needed a filler for that and they're like, crap, what, what are we going to do? So there was like a, 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 a super ships. And now they really rushed out a lot of super ships for a lot of lines. They, with, with well, I mean, as did director of the live server, I guess to get a lot of that data in a very short amount of time. And then they just rushed it out the door. Now, of course they needed something to take care of the credits anyway. So, they they also got that out of it. I'm not sure if there was something else planned or if super ships was a long term plan. But it really feels like they, whatever their original plans were, just rushed them out to fill a sub gap. There could be yeah. something
1: to that. Yeah. And and okay. I feel this causes another problem that they don't expect. They have bigger problems now to balance the game because they have more ships to balance and more of the ships are not correctly balanced. So if they start to change variables on one ship, it could alter the whole super ships, all the submarines, everything has to be rebalanced now. Because nothing has been balanced when put into the game now. Rush Mm -hmm. out content and just balance after after a while, it's not a good idea.
0: Yeah, but see, that's why Wargaming is skipping the balance after a while thing. Well, when you look at the game... There is so much unbalanced content in there from old lines. And then if there is enough of uh, drama around, then they slap like two thousand hit points on a sound and be like, Look, look, guys, we we are rebalancing yeah. <laughs> our content. And then they <laughs> utterly forget about it again. Or like the the uh Panation destroyer line that has been basically very unpopular for a long time. And they, what, five times or so buffed the tier 10 last year and then gave up again and ignored the line again. It's like, there are so many there are so many things that you could fix, but Wargaming doesn't focus on that. They just, they rush things out of the door, it feels like. Then maybe a month or two afterwards, they make some slight adjustments and they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. If that's the next thing, right?
3: I, I will agree. It definitely, I, I don't know if I would put it in quite such strong terms, but I think there has definitely been uh, an emphasis or an overemphasis maybe even on getting out new content uh, for the last, I don't even, like, since submarines maybe? I don't know, like, for a couple of years now maybe even. And, um, yeah, it, it has been to the detriment of of, of game balance at times, but I also wanted to say, um, I I would much rather that wargaming do something like add super ships to try and soak up credits than go with the Gaijin approach, which is to just nerf the economy and then nerf it again. And then nerf it again, and then you know we'll add ships into the game, and we'll make them the most grindy, you know, grind of all. And then later on, they nerf the economy again. And yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, don't,
1: I, I, don't, I, I don't agree. Like, Full, keeps, uh, I fully agree. Yeah, I would rather have them doing like this than make it more grindy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean they also
3: have they have in some ways nerfed like bits of the economy, like the flag economy for example, I think we could argue has definitely been nerfed but um, yeah, uh, in terms of, of of grinding out credits though, um, yeah I, I, I'd still this is still one of the um, nicest isn't the right word but it's one of, uh, generous maybe? Fair. One of the most
4: yeah, fair
3: games in terms of of um, uh, players being able to, to uh, get their in-game currency and um, like not have to specifically grind too hard just to get that currency as versus uh, unlocking um, vehicles and actually just being able to play the game and enjoy the game. Because uh, even with all the tanks, that was a thing of you, you would have to sometimes just go right. I'm just going to play a bunch of premiums in a row because I need credits, rather than actually play the tanks I want to play. And I don't really find that in Warships. I can pretty much just play whatever with a premium account. Obviously, I'm this is what I'm talking about. But even even when I had a premium account of all the tanks, you really did still need to uh, just consistently go back to your premiums to actually get sufficient credits to keep everything else running. And yeah, I've got I... no idea what it's like in, in War Thunder. It seems completely inconsistent and unpleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I I don't have a premium account on my NA account and I don't feel that credits are a huge problem. Yeah, I, I have a bit low uh, credit problem there, but I can just play any ship I want anyway. And I will get the credits just by playing. I don't. I'm not forced to play premiums. I mean, it definitely,
2: it's, definitely speeds things up a lot.
1: If yes, did. it does. It does. But I'm not forced, as in my, many other games.
0: And it depends on like uh, the, how many combat flags you wanna use, or how many you, you still have saved up from the other events and so on or how many battles you play in general because like combat flags are most like mostly you get them from random boxes but those are just a few so you need to buy them in the armory for credits right and they aren't very cheap so if you Mm. if you actually want to run all eight combat flags that you can on every ship it's gonna be relatively expensive and you probably need to farm some credits but honestly i mean you don't need all the eight flags and everything I definitely have.
3: like There's a bunch of ships that I've taken a bunch of flags off just to make the ones I've got last longer. And I have had to resort to spending some colon credits on uh, topping up some flags as well. So yeah, that's another thing. That yeah, I, like, I
1: agree. Uh, okay. On my Most destroyers on my NA account, I don't run the detonation flag anymore. <laughs> I I can't afford buying flags. So I'm running out without them. So, But it works.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so you are one of those people
0: who was farming detonation flanks, were you? Oh yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah. So uh, overall, like super cruisers are to stay. they aren't really the most intrusive. I think they have done. We'll have to see how popular they will be with the credit things, and I just hope that they'll. Uh, don't wait another half year until they balance the super carriers.
1: Yeah. Mm. To me, the only problem with the super ships are the carriers. And
0: we haven't even seen the Russian super carrier yet because we all know that's gonna
1: come. Oh my god, if, if we get the trl 11 <laughs> Nakimov, I'm. Oh, that's no good.
2: Uh. Well, besides the super
0: ships, what has been added now is the Atlantico dockyard.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't know anything about Atlantico. I don't know if it's if it's it, it worth grinding for that ship or what?
3: It seems like, it, apart from its fairly low speed, it's only got twenty five knots at tier eight. Um, it does seem like it's a pretty decent ship. Well, I haven't played it either. I'm going to grind, out, uh, grind for it. I've bought the minimum number of dockyard packages needed, which was like 3.5k to or something like that. Yep, I know I have seen some around already, so there are people out there that have just wailed and bought the whole thing, which uh, obviously is what Wargaming would uh, hope everybody does, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've even finished the first, uh, the first leg of missions, which were not too difficult, but of course they they always ramp up in terms of grindiness.
0: Yeah, I so, haven't really looked at all the missions how easy are they? How easy know, they are looking, to
3: complete? I'm just looking at the last group now, which are probably going to be quite grindy. Some of them are not too bad, like you know, three hundred and forty thousand uh, HP of spotting, which you play enough.
2: Like it's possible to get
3: hundred K in a in a in a game in a reasonably sneaky destroyer depending on on your team. So that's that's not necessarily too many battles. But then there's a bunch of earn forty two thousand base XP on basically all the classes. Uh well that one's going to take a while. Earn a crack yeah. and unleashed. Well that, that one's a bit random, but um, you know, it's it's you know, you could that could happen any time if you have a good enough game, but um yeah. For a lot of people, it's not that common an achievement. And it's
0: uh, so, what's tier requirement? Is it tier 5 and above, or is it tier yeah, 5 higher? to 10, which is what ah. they
3: usually... Uh, five to, actually, I think you can do them as super ships as well, because they've got 5 to 10, and then a little star. So I'm assuming... Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: super also. ships as well, yeah. So,
3: yeah, it's going, it's going to get progressively grindier, but that's not really... A surprise, and the last dockyard really wasn't too bad overall in terms of grind. I found.
0: Yeah, if so, you play regularly, like if if you're yeah. more casual, then then might have been a problem. But like the last dockyard, I had no trouble completing everything personally. Mm-hmm. But then I play like uh, four times a week, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I have to say when I I found it not too difficult, I do, play it, you know.
3: A fair bit throughout the week, probably a lot more than than the average person does, so yeah but i mean for for most people i think uh i mean you can you can bluging by the uh the the eighth um phase package, i suppose, or you can do the minimum see how much you can grind out and then just buy the remainder before the end, which is probably the more kind of um uh cautious way of doing it. Uh, i don 't think there's any ships as reward apart from the Atlantico, because last time we had the repulse part way through, but you can get wasn 't in... like dreadnought also a part last time I think there were two uh, ships even was that like what it might have been actually yeah it was oh yeah dreadnought was in there wasn 't it
1: yeah, there was dreadnought and the repulse yes yeah, uh,
3: but they have put in uh collection, which will let you get two flags on your italian destroyers and well, this is part of the uh the second uh italian event and uh the leone a tier six premium destroyer, which is quite a fun and interesting little boat um that is one of the rewards for completing that collection well, I think the ultimate reward for completing that collection so I think that that one's probably worth going for and you get those you can get a lot of those containers through uh, the actual Dockyard event, I think. Or yeah. some of them, anyway. Or are they just gift containers? I should double-check before I say things like that. I think there might just be things like gift containers and distant voyages containers.
0: Yeah, I haven't looked I which containers give you collection, to be honest. I think it's probably just missions that give you the Italian
2: Destroyer things, though.
0: But yeah, I haven't really looked at any Atlantico content yet because I guess there, there should be some out now. But I, I still, yeah. this is a ship where I actually bought some of the, the starter packs for the dockyards because the Atlantico won. Well, I'm not sure if it's gonna be good or not, but like they, they, when when they said that they basically have a Goliath for secondaries, I, I was in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's also and this is this is you know purely a bit of national pride talking but uh the actual dockyard area is based on a, a Clyde dockyard so you know here in good old Scotland where quite a few warships and just ships generally were were built in the, in the last century and there's still at least one working shipyard there as well so it was it was one of the major shipbuilding areas in the UK
2: yeah, so my, really my only.
1: Represented. Yeah, my only problem with Atlantico is it's tier eight, and I hate tier eight.
0: But look at it like this: with tier eight, you can now dodge super uh, carriers.
1: Yeah, but.
0: Well, well, no, you won't be, You won't have to. Will you? I mean, unless you're fendiving with tier nine. No, no, you, you actually dodge them. Like you, they can't be in the battle with you. It's, oh, it's the highest tier mean. you okay, can sorry, play without running in into games. super ships.
3: Um, yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. Tier eight does have that advantage now, I suppose.
0: Look, that's how always. Look, when Wargaming said just dodge with carriers that they meant in the queue, right? Not in the battle <laughs> because you can't in the battle.
3: Yeah, it's got some interesting features because it's got ten, uh, um, fifteen-inch guns, which is a pretty decent main battery for the tier. I think the Sigma is like one point eight, so it's it's pretty average. It only has AP shells, so sorry, HE spammers. Uh, but it also has got uh, ten American 127 mills, which have German. Uh, I think they have the German dispersion, and the 234 mil or nine-inch guns, which are the or nine-point-two-inch, which is the same you see on the Tier Nine and Tier Ten British uh, heavy cruisers, and the uh, the Cheshire at Tier Eight as well. And are there are, uh, it says they have similar accuracy to the Georgia and German battlecruisers, and I don't know if that means they're more or less accurate than the 5-inch the guns. So, yeah, and it's supposed to also have decent armour, but we'll see what that actually means in practice.
2: I think the
3: concealment is also pretty good, if not among best at tier 8. So despite it only being 25 knots, it's actually a ship, a battleship, one of the few battleships where it might well be worth having the brisk captain skill, which gives you a bit of extra speed when you're not spotted. Which is, I think that's only like two, is it two captain points or three captain points on a battleship, but it's, it's not that much
0: yeah, I still haven't managed to, to get it in any build because I always feel like there is something more worthwhile, personally. Hmm.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's definitely have a, it's a very niche skill on battleships, for sure. Some of the lower-tier German battlecruisers actually work very well with it. True,
0: but honestly, I think you can you can get more out of different skills, usually.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely not a must-have. It's just it's it's uh, an interesting possibility, and it certainly is an interesting possibility for the Atlantico. There are some people that'll be quite happy to live with twenty-five knots. I mean, it's around what the uh, the Nagato has. Uh, I think Warspite is just shy of twenty-five knots. Um, so it's not like slow, slow, but it's definitely not. Fast. You'll beat the Kansas in a drag race,
2: and that's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: okay. <clears throat> so,
2: yeah, over, overall, this seems like a pretty decent event, and it seems like it's got a pretty good reward at the end of it. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, they actually, the next article is about the Italian Destroyer collection. So,
0: it can be obtained by completing combat missions and in the armory. You can get 24 containers from completing combat missions, 2 from free daily bundles, 7 from community tokens, 3 from premium containers for community tokens, and 2 containers in paid daily bundles. Do you need those, those paid ones, though? I wonder.
2: I'm not sure. Somebody will have done
3: the maths on whether you actually need them to complete the collection. I hope you don't.
2: And...
1: I, give them... um, I, I don't think you need to buy anything, actually.
0: Oh, well, I, it depends on your RNG, I suppose, because the exchange rate for duplicates is 4 to 1, so if, it depends mm. how lucky you are. They say after opening 36 containers received for completing combat missions, as well you from free daily bundles... And for community tokens, so you to have some community tokens. there's a high chance that you will have completed the entire collection, but there's only a high chance. So mm-hmm. you, you might have to actually uh, uh, invest some money into getting your Leon. So it's but, only but, but free that- if you roll Lucky.
1: But then again, uh, they, uh, the destroyer containers will be added as uh, coal. You can buy them for coal after the uh, patch, next patch.
3: Yeah, I was I was going to say that
1: this. So if you okay. don't get it in this patch, uh, save save your money and go for the coal in the next patch after that.
3: There will also, I mean, as as it shows there on screen, which is quite nice, uh, be doubloon compensation if you already happen to have the Leone, which I do. So that's going to be worth grinding out, even if you already have that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, and they say I, I want in a future update data in the source reconnects. I'm not sure if it's ne- necessarily the next patch, but yeah, it's, that's a good it, point. You can finish it for code in the future.
1: I, I think that's the uh, de facto standard. They have done this for pretty much every other uh, con- container they added. So it has always been the next patch.
0: Okay. I haven't paid enough attention to that,
2: honestly. And as usual, like you, you can collect gifts again in the article, by the way. So here in oh, this yeah. article there is a one-day premium account. I'm gonna say I do, I do quite like that they've been doing that
3: that more. Yes. You have to pay attention as a player, but it it does mean you you get more. Little bits of flags or a day of premium or a few
2: community tokens or whatever. It hey, adds up in the long run. I mean, if if they keep doing it. Yep. Then uh, then. Also, um, I don't know if either of you have the
3: Leone, but maybe we will talk about that for a second. Just.
1: I, I don't have it. I, I, I'm going to grind for it, though.
3: So. Okay. I Because, uh, you know, people might not be aware of, of what it is exactly or what it can do. Uh, it's definitely a lot different than the Italian destroyers that have uh, followed it.
0: But, when when uh, was the Leona first released?
3: It's been a while. Um, I want to say at least, what, two years, something like that? Somebody in the oh. chat
0: might be up to... So, like, if it was released while I was still in the CC program, then I have... I, I've never played it. I'm not aware of... of uh, but it, it's... I have a lot of ships in my port that I've never played from my CC days.
3: <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it has decent consumer at tier 6. Uh, it has got four twin 120-mil guns. So you have eight barrels... Uh, so it's it's not quite you know the iconic, but eight barrels at tier six is pretty good. But the downside of that is you do have uh, a like a ten, nine and a half second reload. It's a pretty long reload to offset the fact that you have so many barrels. So it's it, it's it's not really a, a get in there and and uh, you know DPM them down. But um, what goes along with that reload is it actually gets a US smoke. So it's, it's got a really long-lasting smoke screen, which can be incredibly useful. Now, I think it only gets two by default, and it's three if you have superintendent. But, uh, yeah, it, it does make for an interesting combination of having a long-lasting smoke alongside your long reload, and it can be very, very useful sometimes, if you, especially if you're in a division. You can give somebody essentially U.S. smoke without having to have a U.S. destroyer. Th-
1: that's exactly what I was going to say. In the division, this uh, ship will be extremely mm-hmm. strong.
3: And in terms of torpedoes, it's not that good. It's got a 12-kilometre range, which is exceptional for Tier six, but it has a 54-knot speed, and you only get four tubes. Um, but they do all right damage. It's 13.3k, just about. So uh, not especially strong, but not especially weak for the tier either. So the, the, the torps you get to use sometimes, you just kind of uh, fire and forget because they reload in, in, in about 60 seconds. So you just keep putting them out over and over. And occasionally you'll hit something with them. But
1: yeah, probably- I, I consider these type of torps like uh, area of denial torps. Yeah, you, you well, don't you of- don't fire your torps to actually pre- think you're going to hit something. It's just prevent someone to go to that area.
3: I, I have to say, with with only four torps to to put out at a time, it doesn't even work that well as area denial. It's more the the rate of fire that's useful rather than the. Um, like yeah, it's a fairly
1: with, with only four torps, you have to more like uh, spam a, a channel. You, mm-hmm. you prevent mm-hmm. people to go through a channel, etc. So, it's not for open water denial. No,
2: it, it, it's a fairly fun little
3: boat, and I think it's it's a bit overlooked among the premium destroyers. I mean, it does also have the advantage of uh, T tier, tier six matchmaking. Tier six is relatively fun overall. Less fun when you're down tiered but uh yeah aside from aside from carriers uh it doesn't terribly have to worry about too many other things like it's not especially weak versus the other the other uh, ships it can potentially meet
2: yeah
1: so tier yeah. Tier, f- tier 5 and 6 are really fun tiers to play
3: yes I, I i think so i i regularly go back and and play uh more tier 6 and tier 7 for me but sometimes tier 5 yeah uh, TF5
1: has
0: the so it's, uh, yeah, it's oh, a nice oh, special
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah, downside of the hotnik is it, it doesn't have any uh, anti submarine warfare.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't actually
3: think Leone does either. I think that it's one of the other few. Yeah, it doesn't have depth charges either, so that, that <laughs> is these days a disadvantage of it. But yeah. to be honest,
0: it's not like destroyers are the main enemy of submarines even though nope, I
4: it is
0: <laughs> it's not like i think just because you drop depth charges on top of them either.
2: no nope. but so, it yeah, does I, I would, make you feel better if you have them I, I would i would kind of uh recommend
3: people you know that, that, that to me that the Leone is worth getting and it stands up pretty well next to other tier 6 premiums like the, the, the T61, for example, which is another one that's pretty well regarded for its tier.
0: Yeah, and especially if you can get it for free or maybe just for a little bit of coal
2: in, in yes, the future yeah. patch. Actually, uh, I'm having slightly sidetracked. Well, not really
0: sidetracked
3: because you know it is part of the news. But uh, yeah. yeah, what's what's the next thing?
0: The next is Italian Destroyers, although it's just like a description of what the Italian Destroyers are. You can't... Well, as is usual with the early access, right? In the first month, you can farm some free tokens and unlock some ships. And then in the next month, you can do nothing but pay money and wait until the month's over and then it's actually released. So right now, they're just advertising their Destroyers in the hopes that people give them more money, I guess. Yeah. So the usual...
3: I got super lucky in that my, the very first of the packages was 3,000 tokens. So that is the one and only one that I got and was <laughs> able to grind as far as the tier 8. And I got three of the four possible captains that you could get during the first part of the event as well. So Ooh, nice. that, that was not bad, but that was definitely RNG coming down in my favor. I'd have got to the tier 7 at most otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah I've got never, the tier I 7. I've never any luck in the RNG when it comes to these bundles.
3: I don't usually either. This was a real rarity for me. But I did read oh, there was one guy on Reddit who'd gotten the Adriatico in like the very first bundles. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that was a it was a fairly standard event for for wargaming
3: at this point with the, the tokens and the bundles and the free bundles with a bit of freebie stuff.
2: But
1: yeah, I only got as, three as tokens. As, yeah, as far as I've seen, the Italian it looks fun to play.
2: In
3: the mid tiers, they definitely are. I'm struggling a bit more with them now. While I'm at the tier eight.
1: Okay, I haven't I haven't played tier eight and nine, so I don't know. But yeah.
3: I, th- I think we might see the higher tier ones receiving a few buffs over the next few patches. Once more people get their hands on them and more gaming, okay. get some, some data out of them.
0: Well, then again, you would have thought the same thing about Italian battleships or Dutch cruisers, but like Wargaming, sometimes after they release something, they're like, well, we don't
4: care.
3: It sort of, well, it also sort of depends what Wargaming has in mind as what is going to be, you know, the expected average performance for a ship, and that's not something that they really make public knowledge necessarily. We only know if something has succeeded or failed past what they had in mind, uh, if it's then subsequently buffed or nerfed. Um, so, yeah, we'll see with the Italian Destroys. They're definitely more of a niche line, um, probably a lot more niche than uh, maybe even things like the smokeless lines. Um, and I have seen people trying to play them like the Paolo Emilio, which you kind of can't unless it's a really fairly ba- badly damaged target already because the torpedoes just don't pack enough punch. Uh, yeah. That kind of darting in close on unleashing a bunch of torpedoes with your fuel smoke. They <clears> have to be at least half dead already. And uh even at tier eight, the top, the torps only do ten thousand damage apiece. So it's not a lot at tier eight at all.
0: See, I've made that mistake with that. tier the first this Italian short that I played was the tier six when I unlocked it with mm-hmm. the tokens. And then I was like, hey, uh, I ca- can YOLO this ship around this island. And it was a disaster because I went around it. I launched my torps; The ship survived because the torps don't make such a high punch. And they're like, oh, crap, I need to get out of here. And the smoke lasts for a very short duration. And if yes, you like, like uh, three kilometers ev- after your YOLO, I mean, technically yeah. you have a pretty good speed boost, but you just have trouble fleeing. So it was, uh, it was a lesson be, learned. a lesson learned.
3: kill the thing <laughs> that you're going in against, basically. It's like it's like trying to do that whilst um uh in a in a, a Swedish destroyer. And if they're if they're high health, you're just not gonna do it. Or a Sims, you know, some something that has particularly weak torpedoes. So people people definitely have to adjust their expectations if they're expecting the entire line to be like the YOLO Emilio, because they really, really aren't.
0: Yeah, and I've come. I've I've played that yourself quite a bit. I kind of like it, I think, but I have to say, you have to somehow get get use out of the guns, which is not Mm -hmm. always the easiest because you like you have two times three torpedoes that don't hit very hard and are relatively slow. So you aren't gonna survive on torps alone, or let's let's just say you are going to have a very bad. Game, if that's the only thing you try, you you can have some nice top hits but you'll need to compensate and, compensate and a bit with your guns. There, I think that
3: it's kind of like uh, the the French destroyers with their burst fire mode. It, it's by far that they are by far the most effective against other destroyers in terms of the amount of damage you can do in a short amount of time. Uh, obviously, with the, the French, it's all about the you know the the, the HE or even like a broadside like cruiser. Uh, whereas um, with the, the the SAP shells, you you need a broadside enemy destroyer for it to actually do something. But you can take like three three and a half k damage off somebody, which for a destroyer is you know a fairly huge chunk of health potentially. And if you're doing that over and over, uh, yeah, I, I've seen people come a cropper on like just not expecting to take that much damage from the SAP. Uh, I think once people get more no. aware of what their capabilities are uh they'll they'll know to be a bit more cautious around them and by far the best tactic at the moment is just to angle away like if you get caught broadside you at least have some time to start turning because generally there's a fairly slow reload but if you just keep sailing along broadside and letting someone hit you with the SAP over and over you're pretty much done for yeah So, uh, yeah, but but if you're angled, it really then only works against superstructure, and that's a far harder target to to hit. So, yeah, that's my advice if you come up against an SAP flinging Italian destroyer is angle because then they'll be forced to switch to HE, which is, you know, then you're just a slow reload HE firing destroyer, which is far less effective.
0: But keep in mind that SAP has better angle than armor-piercing, so you need to Mm -hmm. angle pretty heavily, just, just, oh, yeah, it's not Yeah, out it. you
1: you have probably. to pretty much be nose in, actually, yeah, nose yeah. in or
3: end away kind of thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, you're definitely right about um, not being able to rely on the torpedoes for your main damage though. But it does make it quite difficult uh, in terms of you then sort of relying on enemy players to slip up and give you the opportunities to kind of dart in. Fire off a couple of rounds while they're looking at somebody else, maybe, and then pull back. And it's kind of hard to get ticking damage going on somebody because you just you don't fire HE that quickly. It's still destroy a caliber HE, so it doesn't have a particularly high fire chance. And you can fire the SAP, and maybe you'll get a couple of thousand damage that way. But if you're just kind of darting in and out, and doing a few thousand damage here and a few thousand damage there, by the time you get to the end of the game, it's not going to add up to that much overall. So I don't know if they're necessarily. Uh I think the average damage on a lot of these is going to be rather low in comparison. But I don't know if that will affect their average XP because if you're doing more of your damage against destroyers, you know that's still that's that's pretty valuable in terms of the score screen because it's all about the percentage of damage you're doing to an enemy player rather than the actual hit points, you know, the, the raw hit point number. Even though that's the the more impressive thing on the uh, the scorecard for a lot of people. So, yeah, they're definitely a niche line, On, I really like the mid-tiers, and I would like to like the high tiers, but we'll see when I get there, the tier 9 and tier 10. Uh, What I would like to see, even just on the tier 8, you get a total of four smoke charges. I think even just giving them one or two extra smoke charges would really increase their viability at the higher tiers. I um, have
0: also come to the realization that they are very hungry for captain points, which maybe mm, allows yes, you yeah, for yeah, some yes. different builds, because you really want... Like, the, the thing is, you need to use your guns and your torpes sort of both. Like, your mm-hmm. guns have a, such a, a low range that you aren't going to farm much damage against anything other than a destroyer, because other, other ships you really don't want to get that close. But you you kind of want to buff your gun performance, you kind of want above to your torpedo performance. You also need concealment. RPF mm-hmm. is incredibly useful if you want to go after an enemy destroyer or just uh, avoid some running into... Dazzle is also an incredibly useful skill, but again, that's a four-point skill,
3: so you have yeah. to make some very tough decisions about how you're going to build your captains. And uh, there's, there's simply not enough captain points to get all of the useful skills that, that would uh, help help cover the uh the gaps. So yeah, they they are very captain point hungry and uh uh yeah you know, if you don't have a lot of free captain XP um they're gonna be if you're going in and just using the six point captains or whatever that, that they they have they have come within the uh the first part of the event or even whatever else Italian captains you have lying around, if you can't at least get the captains up to to 10 points with Elite Captain XP, uh, you're going to really have a hard time with these. But you need high-level captains for these ships overall to make them even sort of uh, semi-effective at what they're supposed to be doing, rather than just totally ineffective torpedo boats. So, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a tough line in terms of like time investment
2: or skill points investment or whatever. Uh, yeah, I have seen.
4: There
3: was one very helpful comment I saw on, on Reddit where someone was like, oh, "I just use Sansonetti." It's like, okay, do do you happen to have nine Sansonettis that you can put on the entire <laughs> line? Not the most helpful piece <laughs> of advice. It's fine. I'll just I'll just retrain Sansonetti every time I want to play one of a different tier.
2: Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, war I mean, would be totally fine with that. I'm sure they would. I mean, for me, that would be like 500 doubloons a pop kind of thing, which was, you know, that doesn't take long to add. But
3: yeah, I will say the short range actually does sort of work for them because it it makes it easy to get unspotted potentially. You don't have to go very far before you're out of your firing range, and you can just dance around at the edge of your firing range potentially if you're sure there aren't any enemy destroyers. Sort of closer, so I've had, I've done that a couple of times uh, to my advantage. I've, I've gotten close enough to a battleship that's had their guns pointed the other way, or a cruiser that's had their guns pointed away, and I've been able to fire off a couple of salvos. So it's a it's a way of getting some cheeky extra damage, but you're not necessarily going to rack lots of damage doing that, unless you get really lucky with setting fires between. Um, you know, was, somebody's already used their their, their DCP on their wrong cooldown. You have what to be able to. It just right, and get the fire RNG in your favor.
0: What concerns me is, uh, obviously, I haven't played anything out in tier seven. There is the the bad concealment on the higher tiers because, like, at the tier seven has six point five, which is pretty. Yeah. uh It's pretty competitive at this tier. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of mid range. There are definitely worse at tier seven, but it it, it progressively yeah. goes up
3: to tier eight, even with the concealment module and the
0: consumer captain skill it's 6.6 like so it's, it, at T7 your yeah. you're still at this range where you can for example you go into a cab you you might find the other destroyer you get to salvos yourself and then you disengage you either because your gun range is so short even if you shoot like you can as you said you can easily get unspotted even with uh, without waiting the 20 seconds or you have your smokescreen right you can always do that and, and get away but at the higher tiers you're I don't know how how bad does the consumer get. I, f- I feel like you're um, going to be running around with 7-ish? Uh, Just um, we'll
3: now on uh, worship's fitting tool. Well, hopefully these numbers are correct and up to date. Uh, so,
1: Adriatico has six point uh, nine.
3: Is the best. I'm, I'm. This is. I mean, it's useful because it lets you get the captain skills and things on. So oh, yeah, 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 best, yeah. best consumer six point nine at uh, tier nine, and then.
2: Seven point two at tier ten
1: is the best That's possible pretty bad concealment.
2: Yes. And given given that these I mean they've got like the speed of the French
3: destroyers, but in order to um use their speed, uh, you know, French destroyers and the Russian gunboat destroyers as well, you know, they also need range to work with and you just you don't have that with these. So
0: Uh, Yeah, it's a really awkward combination overall. That's why I'm curious how it performs on high. Because I said at tier seven, you can still like your guns are mostly useful against destroyers because those are the ships that you can get close to without being like devastated, and where where the limited range isn't so bad. But how are you going to get close to another destroyer if your consumable is like seven? And something right and you go up against a shimakasa with 5.6 the shima isn't gonna wait there for you to come at it right now first if you don't have rpf you don't even know where the shima is even if you're spotted you don't know the exact direction if rpf you can at least try to charge it but you know that shima is gonna run away if you try to charge in even with your speed boost like you aren't going to to close up the distance so quickly and at higher tiers people tend to sometimes shoot destroyers when they are spotted mm-hmm. I think, so, yeah. especially at the high tiers,
3: you're going to have to... It's going to be like, um, you know, other low concealment destroyers... Uh, well, no, low in terms of poor, but uh, that you're going to have to rely on other people to do the spotting for you. And if you end up in matchmaking where, you know, there's only one or two destroyers and your team has poor concealment destroyers and your team has high concealment destroyers, then you're just basically out of luck at that point. Uh, but uh, I was also going to say, uh, I think RPF is probably an absolute necessity on on um I mean it'd be nice on the mid tiers, but certainly having kind of tier seven up, I would I would absolutely say take radio location on Italian destroyers.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm I'm curious how the ten will
0: perform, but I do have my concerns how how uh mm. what uh, you put that that playstyle will still be because it well it's it's fun and works at tier 7 i will see what, what happens at Tier 10.
3: I think for, for a lot of people, you know, it might be worth getting at least as far as the Tier 5, Tier 6, where things are a bit more free, a bit more loose, and they do work really well as both hit-and-run boats against other destroyers, because your concealment is still comparable to a lot of yep. other destroyers at those tiers, and the, the torpedoes are also fairly usable at those tiers as well. Because I mean, between tier six and tier seven, I think it's the exact same torps. Tier eight, you get an extra two kilometers, worse reload, exact same damage, and uh, I'll actually, just check what does the tier nine get? You get tier more nine Gets still twelve kilometers, but slightly more damage. Uh, it's still eight torpedoes at tier nine. Yeah, but it's it's only six at tier seven yes oh yeah yeah it, it, yes it, that's true at tier eight you do get um uh eight torpedoes so that's 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 fair and then at tier ten uh it's thirteen and a half kilometers which is decently usable but uh, only thirteen point nine k
2: damage fifty six knots these are very slow torpedoes for tier ten that's comparable to the um
3: gunboat German line or the, the uh the, the fifteen centimeter German destroyers in terms of you know slow, barely long range torpedoes that are
2: quite hard to actually hit anything with. Except I think those do more damage. If I remember correctly. So yeah, they're a bit of a no niche idea.
3: line and I, I I've I've enjoyed some of them, but I think they're far from
2: uh like I don't think they're gonna be a super popular line. They're definitely not for everybody.
0: Well, then in a further news, we have Division Stars back. I think that, that was something in the past, right? It's like playing play a Division with a clanmate and, and get something.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's been uh, something that's been thing previously. I
0: think there's a whole
3: tab for that somewhere in the client. I've forgotten where it
0: is now. Probably somewhere in the client tab. Like, what are the rewards, though? Right? So you, you basically you can earn something if you get team achievements with uh, while in a division with your clanmates. But you can yeah, get, y- I think, you y- can y- get the reward once for each clanmate. Wait, you can earn stuff for getting achievements in game? That can't be right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, uh, after a certain kind, a certain number of stars, you get the captain, uh, elite captain uh, points. You get. Uh, Free XP, you get a super container if you get enough stars, etc. So, the more stars you get, the better there is the rewards.
2: I mean, I
3: suppose it's quite nice if you play lots of divisions already, and it's really there to encourage people to also
2: yeah. play divs with their, their clan mates, I suppose. So. Is it on the clan page? It's somewhere.
3: Probably yes, it is. Division stars. So, yeah, there's a whole little like timeline. Um. So yeah, there's containers, some some Sierra Mike flags, uh, 500 steel. Maximum. There's two stages
2: with 250 steel each, and then yeah. at the end is a bunch of oil. But it is. It keeps track of who you've been playing with, so you can't just yeah. play with the same people over and over again.
1: Maximum three stars per division mate. Yes.
2: So I'll, I might have to try and encourage... i have to
3: maybe play some of my circ clan mates and uh, encourage them to play with some people as
2: well. It'd be nice to get that steel, definitely. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a nice yeah. little thing. Yeah, I like that.
0: True. Which uh, brings us to activities that you could even do with your clan, like brawls. They are interestingly 9 versus 9. That's pretty big for a brawl.
1: That's pretty much a hefty number of ships, yes. I wouldn't call that a brawl.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Will I have special smaller maps or so? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it, it kind of defeats the idea of the brawl, but who knows? Maybe people like it.
1: I, I liked the brawl when it was three versus
0: three. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it's just so so different and so fresh, and it's it's a lot easier to to find uh, to to make a team of three friends than of nine. Yeah. And it's a lot less. Let's just say it, it's a lot more casual in a sense that there is less tactics involved. Like if you have nine people, you've got to worry a lot more about crossfires, about proper positioning, and so on. Well, there's some of that in a free versus free. Like in a free versus free, you just press W and have fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that that's what brawl is to me. Everyone, just W, go in, shoot, and uh, the game is over in four minutes.
0: And then you figure it's... out it was one of those brawls that had carriers, and you stop after the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: For some reason, the first, like the second, uh, where are we, second round of brawl, round two, not going to have carriers, but the first round is going to have carriers. So. Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: I guess, second, they, round, I guess <laughs> maybe they maybe they just have to see once again uh, a black or white that carriers are not popular. Maybe,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. But no submarines. No. Nope. Well, that's a small mercy. Yes. Will probably improve their popularity by quite a bit. People have had to, like, they reset the missions for that, so people have got to grind out access for the,
3: access for the subs again. Yeah. So I was quite pleased for about three seconds when I, I, I realized, um, oh, yeah, my subs have gone from port, and, you know, there's hardly any subs in the queue, and, oh, maybe subs have been taken out, and it's just people testing them again. But no, no, it's just people having to redo the missions. So, oh, well. Subs are starting to appear again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the game was fun for, like, four games. <laughs> and then <laughs> they started to pop up again, so no. <laughs> uh,
0: well, speaking of actual fun things, they have some more visual improvements. So I think all maps, or what was it, that have been reworked? I think I sent a separate article for that.
3: Yes, yeah, there is, and uh, there's yeah. also. I mean, as the note here, there's, and I've noticed this already in game. The the snow effects on deck, which are quite nice.
2: Yeah, I've seen that actually yeah. in in a match. Yeah.
1: I I would say art department again saves the game.
2: True. There's That's- also,
3: and I don't know if this has been mentioned somewhere. It might be in, like, a list of patched notes, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is new when. And it might not be, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I've just noticed a thing that's been in the game already, but when you press M and bring up the big map on screen, you can actually see shell tracers going across. Oh, can you
4: can? I haven't noticed.
3: Yeah, I... so try that. Next time you're in the game, press M, okay. and you'll actually see, the the you know, if people are firing at that point, you'll see the shell tracers going back and forth. Ah, uh-huh.
2: okay.
0: That's interesting. I don't, I don't think, think I've really pressed M so in the last year.
2: You can see who's shooting at who, so that's quite useful.
0: And also, like with with the graphical overhauls, they might have changed some things, like some islands and so on. So, when you watch, like, what has been changed is Tears of the Desert, Trap, Warriors Path, and Solomon Islands. So, usually, when they do this overhauls, they change the topography a bit, be slightly move an island, have some part of an island a little bit higher or lower. So,
3: yeah, I'm just looking at the, the dedicated article now. There's not much more. In this than there is in the it's basically a rehash of what's in the
2: the roundup article, so yeah they do there's also a note that they've they've uh uh
3: fixed or changed textures on on a bunch of ships as well so I've not noticed much in game there might be fairly minor tweaks, but uh yeah apparently they have been still tweaking various models and things.
1: And the camouflage is for the CVs. Uh, actually, uh, the planes get the same camouflage now.
0: Yes, yes, that's the other thing.
1: So.
0: I mean, it's a cool so, thing, but I don't really yeah. care for CVs. So, <laughs> no,
1: no, me neither. But still, it's a good it's, thing. It uh, makes the game looks better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose if if you're a CV player, you're spending a,
3: quite a lot of time looking at your planes, so there'll be a bit more. Visually distinctive and interesting now, potentially, depending on what camo you've got. Or well, they might look hideous, because
0: you're using hideous camo. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you were running Ocean and Soul, you won't like this change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that that camo is... Oh.
2: <laughs> the uh, the frosty fir tree one is quite garish as well. I wouldn't like that on my planes.
0: Well, then uh, underwater terrain has also been improved, which I really don't care for, but hey. (laughs)
4: No.
3: Sam Sam points out that Sam... uh, A Chat points out that Sam's not getting enough attention and
2: that he has several valid points he's just been making. We've all been (laughs) ignoring him.
4: Very rude.
0: And then while we are at the camo, like in the armory, there is now a Dusk Owl permanent camo for Ragnar. Yes, or that's tokens.
3: previously. So that, that's quite a nice looking one, I think.
2: Yes, and then there are
0: uh, other camos for Maya, Nagato, Hornet. Although I don't think they state how those are distributed, right?
2: Yeah, we don't really know yet, uh yeah so, I think, I'm sure the Avieri one is um is that part of the Italian part two event that you can get that?
3: can't remember, but the other ones, yeah, I don't like the hornet, who knows the hornets only just come on sale uh. I missed out on getting the, the Fuso samurai camo, and honestly, I kind of other the the Himeshi castle, like the, uh, the Japanese mm-hmm. medieval castle style camos, but I, I think I quite prefer the, uh, the Nagato ones. I'm hoping that will be available on its own, but probably not. It will probably be a bundle that will be more than I want to pay.
0: Yeah, I think the Nagato looks better than the Fuso. I think mostly because it's not like the statue, it's just like it, it has that the rear hmm. part of the stature is still like a tower, sort of. It looks a bit more I don't know. I guess as I've said, like the the fuso one would need the, the stature to shoot lasers from its eyes to, to really <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is a bit uh a bit a bit too prominent. Maybe whereas this is a bit more restrained, Stop. relatively. I can't quite decide if it's also supposed to be like a castle style thing or if that's supposed to be like like a leather texture almost? It's either stone or leather. It's hard to I tell think from it's the picture. Stone. It probably is. I mean there's also things like crenellated roofs and whatever, so it's more in the
2: style of a building rather than styled on an armour, I suppose. Uh, uh, it also mentions under that that the, um, well,
3: patri we knew about, in San Diego we knew about, but Aquila is going into testing, Italian aircraft carrier, uh, which have, was the one and only aircraft carrier that Italy tried to build, and it was on the, uh, I almost said chassis there, it was on the hull of uh, an ocean liner. Did, and, did we uh, ever see stunts for that? I don't know that we have yet, so it, they're, they're keeping very shtum about it. I think we've seen a picture for it and uh, you know they've acknowledged it exists and is going to be tested but don't think we know what they're going
2: to do with it yet so it might be they're testing out different concepts but they haven't actually settled on what they want it to be.
1: Maybe they used that chip for uh, concept testing of the uh, dreaded <laughs> new uh, mechanics of the series that was ditched. Maybe.
2: Well, and, uh, yeah, it
1: might end
3: up being like the the Hornet, where it's got one of these fast squadrons in, a, in addition to its um, its regular squadrons. Or, oh, as we've joked in the past, it might just have SAP torpedoes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> SAP rockets, SAP bombs. I S-A-P, SAP
1: rockets. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: but uh, but I mean, excellent. Does make a point, Dave? With. Uh, I mean, I've often uh, used premiums to try a concept and they want the the support carriers. I mean, not sure if it's it's going to be in the Aquila already, possibly not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to add a support carrier premium at some point before they, yeah. they go for an actual line. Or else, well, it might be one that comes out with the
3: line. I mean, they've also done that fairly frequently as well. So they've got lines that come out and then they have a premium comes out at the same time. So, yeah, maybe. It might be, they might be waiting for that. They can be fairly free with it as well, because, like I say, it was never completed. Just remained as a partially finished Hulk until... I think it was scrapped in
0: the late 40s? So so you're yeah. saying we should be really scared? <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: I, I thought they was, uh, were going to do that with the uh, Burn CV. That, that is a, quite a different CV.
3: It's arguably the only, you know, kind of fighter-based CV that we have with the the
1: modern iteration of CVs. But we haven't seen any other CVs doing that, so...
2: Yeah, that's true. It could be that style of thing. Possibly. Possibly.
1: pizza slice torpedo bombers with pepperoni <laughs> torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Man, instead of the usual
3: splash of water, you get a big splash of, like, tomato sauce instead of... Yeah. In
1: <laughs> Meatball uh, die bombers.
0: <laughs> I'd go for that, Camo. Well, I mean, I don't play carriers, but... Uh, but that, that's, that's a style of Camo I would be be behind. <laughs>
2: For so, so all the
3: Italians that, that you know, if, if that did happen, all the Italians would roll their eyes very heavily.
2: Oh, yeah. But the rest of us would laugh.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there would be if some Italians that would find that far. Look, I, I'm still advocating oh, for the for the Beardsalt camp for the Germans, but no. Wargaming doesn't want to listen. <laughs> Well, speaking of listening, there are now some game balance changes for Petra and the Tashkent, and I mean, it's it's like it's hard to say. Like with this picture, they they're trying to show how much more it's the outside of the water. It's not a lot. It's also not it's, like the same. It's like it's not yeah. even the same. The perspective is slightly perspective. different. The, the yeah. only
3: thing you can really tell with is the the waterline. Like the the, the anti fouling paint when it transitions yeah, but, into the hull paint.
0: Yeah, but keep in keep in mind that like the the water isn't like exactly level anymore. So it depends on where where the waves are when you make the screenshot. It's also gonna be different. So well, we'll see. I mean, that that changes now live. So I guess if you
3: have either a Tashken or a Petro, you'll be able to see if uh, it, it it feels particularly different
0: i haven't kept track into how many petros i ran yesterday i haven't really noticed anything yet but obviously it needs it's more time to figure it's, out how half a meter will make a difference yeah it's not that dramatic a change so no. it, it's, it's i, I don't i don't
1: think that will change much
3: hmm. it's, it's in line with uh the other changes that they've made um you know a, a lot more in recent times where it's you know it's a Tiny little change here and a tiny little change there. So, it, it, I think I think half a meter is is definitely more on the scale of of that rather than anything big or dramatic.
1: Half a meter. That that change feels like the Kremlin. Oh, we're removing some AA. Um, yeah, like that was the problem. It isn't. But okay. <laughs>
0: I yeah. mean, the, the half meter, at least technically. Uh, Addresses the actual issue, which is the survivability, because like half a year ago they changed the reload by half a second, and now they waited this long for the next change. So they are. I'm I'm still a little bit salty about that because obviously it was just you know that they never had any changes to really balance the petrol, which was all last summer. And now they are actually trying to address it again. But at least they're now working on on what the problem is, right? Because if the problem is the survivability, then like you don't change the gun reload. I mean, half a second didn't do anything anyway. But even if there was a significant gun reload change, it wouldn't have really addressed the issue of the ship in that sense. So now they have at least working on what the actual problem is sort of. If that does anything or not remains to be seen.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Like I mean, if if they if if they raise it enough, right at a certain point, it would make a difference. But they might have to raise it a few more than uh, a few more meters bef- before we see a change, I
2: suppose. And then Tashkent has been submerged a bit
0: to make a more tanky, presumably, smaller target. Yeah, it's it's not like it's going to put the citadel. Yeah, any, it's pretty so. In a yeah. ship without the Citadel, the raising and submerging does a lot less. It feels like.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's not like it affects the actual detectability of
2: the ship. Uh, there's also at the bottom of, of that page, there's a whole list of uh, uh,
3: bug changes and things that they've made.
0: The most interesting one, well, actually, the first line, fixed an error that caused fast reloading main battle guns to fire your shots per minute than they could. Does this mean they actually have changed the tick rate problem now? Or is it just like the, the if you hold down the mouse button, what they said they fixed?
3: It's because not clear from that line at all which, it's, which, which issue it's referring to. Uh,
1: I, I would say a, a educated guess is they have not fixed the tick rate. They have done something else to actually do some kind of compensation for the uh, reload.
0: Yeah, but so it cal- feels like it feels like if they had an actual working fix, they would like advertise this more because this was kind mm. of uh, issue that blew up. So just putting it into other changes and improvements there at the bottom. It feels like they they kind of wanna. I don't know. F- f- make people think it's fixed without actually fix it it feels like one of those things where you just hope because in game you can't really see it unless you test it right you only you can't see it on the actual reload display so if if may you convince people that it's fixed, they hopefully forget about it
1: again yeah because because fixing the tick rate means they have to invest in better hardware on the servers they have to do. A lot of costly things. And I don't think they're going to do that. So this is just a small uh, cosmetic thing, I think.
2: I mean, if if they've figured out a way to compensate such that it effectively solves the problem,
3: but of course it really doesn't give us much information to go on, so i sure yeah. somebody somewhere will be going into a training room and figuring it out as we
0: speak. I've, I feel like if they had an actual fix, they would make a big deal out of it, make a full article about and explain probably what they've done because that's something that gives them a lot of good points with the community. That's a lot of easy, good PR. So putting it like this seems a bit questionable. It feels to me like it's more of a, a
2: cover-up than an actual change. But who knows?
1: Yeah, And you mentioned one word that Wargaming does not know how to do, it's PR.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I've had quite a variable time when it comes to that.
1: <laughs> oh my say. god, they they really need to uh, have new people at the PR department.
2: I don't know if it's even been that so much as it's been you know the the PR people saying, "Well, you know, if if we
3: want to put our best face forward, we should do this and this." And the managers are like, "Nah, just just do
2: just do the other thing instead. We don't want to commit to that stuff. Just fob them off." Yeah, mm. I mean, we'll really see if,
0: what what happens if if the uh, the change yeah. in developers. Now, there aren't any news, by the way, like of far gaming what we covered last week, that Wargaming yeah, there's, moved there's out of Belarus done. and Russia. But
2: no new info. Uh, that's all still very much up in the air. Uh, one thing they
3: have added, which is a little bit hidden away, but um, the overall number of players on servers of all regions can now be seen in the in-game menu. And that, that's been in World of Tanks for a while, where you could see how many people were on the uh, the server, the regional server that you're on. But in this case, it just seems to be how many people are on globally. Uh, which right at
2: this moment it's saying 21,545.
0: I mean, can never Although, hurt to see that number. I um, don't really have uh, particular use for it, but it's interesting bench, to right? see, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it does really give the player any
3: extra information, but I think it might be bugged because players worldwide is exactly the same number as players on the current server, the EU server. So unless the other servers are all fully offline at the moment and only people on EU are playing, I think they might have messed that up somehow. <laughs> Not should exactly a major issue, but it's sort of amusing that, you know, somebody's
0: put in a wrong variable somewhere. You, you, you mean wargaming messing up the UI? I, I'm shocked, I tell you, shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, then fix and error prevented combat missions from updating when the timer expired. I'm not exactly sure what that means.
2: I wonder if that will be referring to operations, maybe. Ah, okay, possibly. Then there are some changes in Texas and geometry and fixed an error of some singers being shown.
0: Quite a complete list, please refer to player support. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: there's quite a, uh, well, not a very long list, but it's a fairly long There of uh,
2: Sam, stop it. um,
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's he's he's, uh, felt the habit of if I ignore him and he wants to do a thing, he starts knocking things over. So that's fun.
1: Yeah, of course. Typical, typical cats.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they know exactly what they aren't supposed to do, and if they need your attention, they're gonna go for it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of of bug lists there. We won't go through
3: them all, but I don't think there's anything particularly major. Uh, I mean, there's uh, stuff like... uh, For instance, this is what I'd I'd noticed and I don't know if I I wasn't sure if it was a bug or not, but uh, apparently secondary batteries were supposed to be firing at forts in operations and it was a bug that they weren't. Because for a long time they did and then the last couple of patches, I think, that hasn't been a thing.
0: I mean, I'm... I'm, uh... Shocked almost that they're fixing bugs for operations, but it's good to hear. Yeah. That's, that's good news.
3: There's also like, this just reading out some random things here. So there's uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, fixed a bug that caused the trolleys of catapults
0: from which fighters have taken off to not return to their place.
3: Like well, that doesn't really affect anyone. That's a purely visual thing. So
0: Yeah, that's probably why they have put it in a separate list. Yeah. But uh, there are still some other i think news there is like uh the easter account not entirely sure what it is but you can press participate here on the page and then you can get easter eggs by doing stuff in game
3: yeah um it's just uh that i've participated i've got 91 easter eggs apparently so there's been a couple of things like you know click on a thing and get an easter egg but mostly it's been play stuff in games
0: yeah, or, and then you can like if if you get four hundred, you can get a super container, and for two hundred, you can get ten thousand colons. So I mean, it's it's yeah. you know just press a button, play the game, and possibly get some rewards. So. Yeah, good thing.
2: There's also some random giveaway of uh, giveaways of various
3: ships, um, premium account time, uh, consumable camos, stuff like that. So. Um, yeah uh, uh, additionally this one's going to be of interest to some people I'm sure, all participants on the EU server will be eligible to win one of ten physical prizes including an RTX ooh. 3060 Ti
4: <laughs>
3: ooh <laughs> uh, I'm sure that'll get, you know, so, somebody somewhere is going to be very very happy I'm oh, sure yeah. but that, that, I mean, given that it's just going to be a random draw we'll see I'll let you know if it's me. I don't
0: think it will be somehow. <laughs> wait when place and one Passive and with the most stacks across both sprints, so you actually have to, yes, you know, you have to be sac-
2: sacrifice that. your life. Yes. Yeah.
0: But uh, I guess some, some person's gonna be happy. Then also what I found an interesting article is so so it's it's come so Maybe it has become that bad with cruisers, but there's a sole article trying to convince you to play cruisers. It's called Spring is in the air, where they tell you that you really should be playing cruisers. And then they have like three randomly picked cruisers where they tell you the pros and the cons, which is obviously, considering Wargaming, not very uh, seriously thought out. To be honest, they're all decent picks. Königsberg is decent at Tier 5, Otago is very
3: good at Tier 8, and you know, you can't go wrong with the Des Moines. But now that you've said, yes, yeah. trying to encourage people to play cruisers, I think that absolutely is what it is. It's a little, a little nudge in that direction. It's like a little like, combat mission you can, um, again, participate in down at the bottom.
0: Also, it's like the pros and the cons. It's like, well, königsberg back, excellent shellwaves also. You're pro, one of the biggest, uh, one of the longest firing ranges among this year. You're, okay, pro. White torpedo firing angles? Well, I mean, you know, it's not really a ship that, uh, that it it's not really that relevant, I guess. Yeah. Con's large detail area. Well, I mean, Con, it's 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 a pretty squishy cruiser at this year. Like basically every cruiser at this year. <laughs> yeah. I, I played a game uh-huh. earlier in the repulse where,
3: you know, only six barrels, still managed to get three citadels and a bunch of other pens on Pensacola and just outright deleted them from full health. <laughs> so,
0: welcome to mid-tier cruisers.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> And they also have the of which yep good good pick actually and I feel like Des Moines also. But what I find very interesting is that when I looked for Des Moines, they haven't put anti Air in the pros, which is good because it would have been a lie. Yes. But <laughs> the Wargaming has long since tried to argue that Des Moines is a good anti air cruiser, but not even not even Wargaming can in the current state claim that Des Moines has anti air that works. <laughs> This comes so bad that even Wargaming has to acknowledge that the anti-air cruiser doesn't actually have good anti-air. That's what I find amusing. And also, like, cons, poor torpedo defense. Wait, what? What cruiser has good torpedo defense? And you can mount a hydro, which means mounting a hydro is actually a good torpedo defense. like any cruiser without hydro has worse torpedo defense, I would argue. Short range is actually
3: really is the main. Like, is there any cruiser that has a good enough torpedo belt that actually makes a difference? Like, there's, even, there's very few
2: battleships that have a good enough torpedo belt that actually makes a difference. Let alone cruisers. Yeah.
0: And I mean, like, the high arcing shell there, easy to shoot over islands, is a pro. It's also a con, obviously, because it makes it uh, harder to hit the fast-moving target. Like, try try shooting a French DD in your Des Moines, and you'll be sad. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> like, I, I've i had games uh, where I was like, okay, so there's a French destroyer at 12 kilometers, and you shoot it, and you shoot it, and you're like, oh, screw this, I'm shooting the battleship instead. And that is why sure it just keeps farming you, but you, you like, you know, you. if it knows how to dodge you, you aren't gonna sink it anyway.
1: No, and you have to zoom out like three, four clicks out to even be able to aim at
0: it. <laughs> well, if it goes full speed, but oftentimes they yeah. just, then they, they like, mm. you know, they slow down and then they speed up again. And it's like, you, you, you like kind of give the perfect need for it is, but it can accelerate so fast that it at this range, it just throws your shells off because if it actually has that, that's obviously if you're the only one sort of engaging it, because if it has to dodge, uh, dodge multiple ships, it can't give, give everyone the full attention. But at a French destroyer that knows what it does is it's a nightmare.
2: There's also a couple of um in the actually the previous the Songkran festival article. There's
3: a couple of other. Well, there's a couple of minor missions going on at the moment. So there's the, the Songkran festival yeah. one itself uh which gives you uh I thought it was going to be a perma camo but no the, the crimson tear camo um which is actually a consumable camo so you're going to get a couple of those i think uh if you if you do 200,000 damage playing the chompon, who's going to play the chompon that much <laughs> i don't know um right. there's also uh going to be uh a uh, camo that will it's kind of tied to the hornet, which is—I don't
2: know again if that's a consumable, but um, yeah, peaceful skies, uh, which looks all right. It's kind of blue and white camo. Wait, oh, is, is that supposed to be mm-hmm. a keyboard? It looks like a keyboard on it. Yeah,
3: actually, it's a keyboard silhouette. That seems a bit like it's a keyboard. You would think it'd be planes or something with a name like peaceful skies, but no, it's a
0: the there are planes too. Like when when you look at like the Final, smoke yeah. funnel, there is a plane on it.
3: Yes, there is. That's well spotted.
0: Hmm. The keyboard is slightly yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, and then there's the uh, spring mission one, which is um, uh, going to
2: get you some of the uh, fields of Tuscany camouflages, which again they're okay. It also mentions the Atlantico in this article as well, which we've already covered. Uh, yes. So, yeah, there's a bunch of small things going on at the moment in,
3: in regards to.
0: And as usual, right, as we've states. mentioned a few times, uh, that there are a lot of unlock partners, right? So, in, in this yes. article, you obviously can unlock something. And in the cruise article, there are mission chains, probably to encourage you to play cruisers that you can unlock and so on. And some I Somebody mean, somewhere has decided that they just need more
3: engagement with the website. And this is clearly what they've Yes. Set
4: yeah. <laughs>
0: Also, the the amount of articles. Like the the patch came out uh, yesterday. I mean, obviously the patch article is a few more days old, but there are one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten articles since the patch article for the patch that sort of dropped yesterday. <laughs> so somebody is busy.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit excessive, I think.
0: And for some reason they. Did they just rename King of the Seas because there's the Warships Spring Championship, which is basically King of the Seas, and is using the King of the Seas Discord, but it's just renamed? I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. This must be a separate thing. Uh, so I I I don't know, but it's it's basically it's a new team based tournament, they say. EU, NA and Asia, so very pointedly
3: not including the RU server there.
0: Oh, you mean by Yeah, okay, so so you think they've renamed it because it no longer includes... Maybe, I mean, it does say competitive players familiar with the King of the Sea format will feel right at home, so
3: it's possible it is just a rebranding related to the fact that they are
2: not covering RU anymore. Yeah,
1: I think you're right, this feels like rebranding.
2: Possible.
1: Because when I read this, it felt like King of the Sea, everything.
0: Yeah, it, it, it really looks like King of the Sea is just, you know, on a different
2: name. But hey, they have a nice it.
0: logo for it with, uh, with a plant on it. So Yeah. So if you can get a team together,
2: you can take part, maybe get some stuff. And uh,
3: they'll also have some some bonus codes and things during the streams as well
0: because that way can we yeah, but was in today they, they've bought out King of the like King of the Seas was independently run, but it didn't like last year or so war basically buy it anyway, so they could already run King of the Seas the way they wanted, so they already took full full control of it they I think they actually bought King of the Seas basically so it's yeah, interesting well, that they would rebrand yeah. it now because they own all the rights to King of the Sea anyway and can do whatever they please so I don't know maybe they just maybe they also just want to have more than one tournament I mean since they call it spring maybe they just want to have a spring tournament now and have King of the Sea said but I, I don't
2: yeah, I'm sure, I'm
0: sure they, they thought of something somewhere
2: kind of hard to know without more context So I think that's almost everything, apart from, um, we mentioned the Hornet, but yes, that
3: is now available to everybody. Like the supercarriers, it has a strike squadron alongside its normal ones. Fairly standard tier 8 pricing, 12,300 doubloons for just the ship, and a three-point commander. Of course, there's doubloons for lots more than that as well. Oh, Yeah. Although, weirdly, the Commander pack and the Admiral pack are very, very close to each other in price. I'm not quite sure
2: what the difference between those two is. Uh, well, it's literally 2,000 doubloons and change between them.
3: But for people who are Fear Street fans, you'll know, know. always be happy to see there's a York class in-game, I suppose, which I don't think is something we've had previously. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, you I, get. I think
1: definitely... in the in the ad- admiral pack, I think you get more uh, signal flags, etc.
3: Yeah, I think there's. I think that's the. I mean, it shows the commemorative flag there as well and a ten point commander. So I guess yeah, you get a sl-
0: ten point instead of a six pointer.
3: Yeah.
2: But I mean, it's
0: okay. a premium, so you can just put any
3: skilled captain in there anyway so I don't. yeah like for a premium ship having like unless it's got well i mean these days do you really need to have the captain in with a premium ship it feels like it's the more filler than ever
4: to be well, honest i mean
0: it, if and you want to target well. like new people that, that just start Maybe. the game then i mean you you wouldn't want like people stop people from Buying a premium as the first ship in the game, right?
3: Yeah, I I, I mean, I guess from that that perspective, and and maybe if you really wanted, you know, who are like, oh, a 10-point captain, I can use that for something else. You still have to retrain it, but it's a 10-point captain you didn't have to grind for, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but you could buy that directly, right? They're they're selling 10-pointers for for not even that much these days.
3: Yeah, but you'd still have to, you know, either have the elite XP or the... um, sufficient 3xp
2: to dump into it which with 3xp into captain points gets very expensive oh yeah so yeah Oh, I think
0: oh. I mean that you froze for a second
1: there. yeah you froze yeah. both in discord and uh, stream
0: yeah the, the stream froze for a second but should be fine again I mean, it wouldn't be the the internet and technology if it all worked perfectly.
3: (laughs) I will point out, I I haven't bought this, I don't really have much to say about it, apart from they have uh, quite heavily referenced the Doolittle raid with the uh, the strike bombers being a flight of B-25s, of all things. Um, but it does say, if deemed necessary, bounce changes may be applied to Hornet. So, you know, people should be forewarned buying this that it might change even though it's a premium ship.
0: But this, um, is, this is normal these days. I think they've just included yeah, that because for it's, many it's, years they, they didn't dare touch it. And I, then I think that's it's just worth flagging for people yeah.
3: that have this expectation of it's, oh, it's a premium, it won't change. So it's probably worth pointing out
2: as Wargaming themselves have pointed out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen one of these in-game already. It didn't seem to like make a huge impact, but
3: uh, I, I really have no idea of its its capabilities. I mean, it's got, what, uh, regular AP bombers, and I think the B-25s are HE only. Uh, So I I don't know. Um, I mean, it it says they they have a large number of aircraft, but they're slow. So it's maybe somewhat in the vein of the Uh, cargo.
0: In terms of, like, having lots of aircraft. I haven't seen any content about the Hornet yet, so I couldn't tell. I mean, it's being a carrier, I I really don't care. I hope it stays away from me, and then I'll be sad when it comes from
3: I can't remember the last time I bought a carrier. The only reason I have all the premium carriers I do is from my time in the CC program. Actually, no, that's a lie. I bought the Bian or the the, the, the Ben. I actually did buy that, so that was pretty recent. I've forgotten that, but that was pretty cheap because it was a tier six. That was more B- for using in operations than anything else.
0: Be honest, you just wanted to see like the the lift with the planes. Oh,
3: that was it. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I paid several
2: thousand balloons just so I could see the lift animation import the planes. Going uh, up. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for this week's news. Or was there anything else you guys had? Don't
3: think there is anything else. Yeah. I, I think we were really hoping to know a bit more about what was going to happen behind the scenes with the studios change and you know stuff being shut down and moved elsewhere. But yeah, it's been pretty much radio silence on that.
1: Yeah, I don't think we were gonna see any news about that before the summer. They, they're really? gonna have, uh, they're gonna be too busy.
3: I did wonder if there'd be, maybe be some more information on like, you know, um, gaming news websites and stuff. And I know, it was, you know, that like the press release they put out was reported. But yeah, I don't think there's been anything since then on, on other sources.
0: I mean, they also possibly don't want to interrupt the current developers yet or, or undermine the, their work so far by already announcing or introducing a replacement too much. There might yeah. also yeah. still be like negotiations with with new contracts and such. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I imagine there's a lot still up in the air, a lot being negotiated. And as Axelian
3: was saying just before we started, you know, having having some experience of software development and you know how far ahead the, the pipeline goes, um, that 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 things should be relatively unchanged. Probably through the uh, until the summer,
2: and then we might start to see things slow down or um you know more changes being announced or whatever, so yeah but we'll see this is yep. this is it, despite the the dramatic nature of the announcement, it doesn't seem like anything's going to change overnight Oh, yeah. And it might still be many weeks until we get more news, possibly. Hmm. All right, shall we uh, wrap things up then? That seems like a good yeah. point to
1: finish. Yes, absolutely.
2: Definitely. So,
0: where can we find you? Excellent.
1: You can find me on. Twitch, you have my Twitch address there, but I'm also on on YouTube. Go to my Twitch page, and you have my YouTube channel there. And you, I'm also on Twitter. On uh, I have uh, handle is excellent one, because excellent was taken already. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it.
2: Oh well, yeah, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, and thank you very much. Thanks everyone for watching. We will be back next week. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye.